Welcome everyone to the next Caterpillar podcast. Tonight it's just Jedi and myself, and we are going to be basically talking about the, the Dev Q&A that happened, and it's happened a few weeks in the past, I think. Yeah, I think they, they had a window up in May for people to ask questions, and then I got ahead of myself in one of the previous podcasts and was like, oh, there's a new one, uh, except they hadn't actually answered any of the questions yet, so... Uh, yeah, but we're actually now getting around to covering that, and uh, there's enough there that, that this is pretty much going to be our main topic. Not that much other news, really, is there? So it was a good yeah. time to cover it. Yeah, there hasn't been anything else, basically, in the last week. So we, we can start off here, like, basically with the first question, which is, why are new maps so rare? And... I mean, there's an interesting answer. Basically, Wargaming says that the main reason is that after the game started, they had to make a lot of maps to finish the map pool. And then they now think they have a good number of maps. And I mean, yeah, they, they also say like they obviously each new map they have whenever they, they get update their technology, higher quality textures and so on. They ha the more maps they have, the more work it is and so on. Of course, what they seem to kind of ignore is that new maps is sort of content that people expect because obviously you want the game to be a little bit different from time to time to, to have something new, something exciting to explore, right? It gets quite stale if you're always on the same map. Yeah, I think something that can compound that a bit as well is that um, in order to um, sort of reduce server-side load, they tend to, and this is something that they uh, do with World of Tanks as well, they, they have a certain number of maps in rotation uh, on any sort of any given day. So uh, you, you don't have all maps available all the time as a player. And some maps, of course, only come up very, very rarely, like Ocean, which is sort of like just often enough to remind you that it's still there, but it's, it's still a pretty uncommon occurrence when you do get Ocean. It's still quite notable. Um, but I mean, I can kind of understand their point though that that there are now like what nearly uh, more than just just over the three dozen maps. That's probably not even well. Actually, do they count the um, the maps exclusive to operations in that? They might they might lump. That's a uh, good question. Say thirty four, not counting those linked to temporary events. So uh, some, I guess, they're not counting some maps. Uh, in that, but they might be counting some of the operations maps because they are, some of those are or have been in in sort of uh, regular rotation as well. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of a question mark on that. Um, but even so, it, it's still uh, a, a fair number of of maps that they have. But I, uh, I definitely take your point as well that uh, that, that that is one of those those um, things where even like one or two a year or even one a year would be you know something uh some sort of bit of um new content for, for players to enjoy i mean if you compare it to uh other multiplayer games where they they, they actually don't tend to like we almost have an expectation in, in games like this and world of tanks that um you know that, that we will get this this constant drip feed of of 
of uh, of new maps to play on. Whereas you know, a lot of multiplayer games, that's generally not the case. Like they they tend to have a, a fairly fixed and unchanging number of of maps. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe 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 our expectations are just different because the the matches are a bit shorter or. Uh, because the maps have such a strong influence on the actual um, gameplay, as as opposed to uh, I don't know, like multiplayer shooter games, for instance. I mean, if you look at um, um, oh god, um, the really famous one that's on the Source engine that Counter Strike. Counter Strike, how we go? <laughs> oh, I was really trying. Like some of the maps in there are kind of like super famous and and you know re- really well known, and the, there's like super in depth strats, and it, it's not like they've been continuously you know putting out new maps for the entire time. So yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. I think I think the expectations of of the players are definitely different. Uh, so that's that's part of it. But yeah, I, I think I think a, a modest number of New maps, like even just one a year, I think would be sort of a, a happy medium, and that that way they are uh, giving a bit more variety to players, but uh, uh, also at the same time, it's not kind of eating up that many resources. And and it's it's almost you have to also remember it's almost like them adding new ships as well. Like the more like they could they could just infinitely keep adding new maps, but of course that's going to grow the 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 game client a lot over time. Although I don't know how much space on your hard disk the maps take up versus the ships. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure at this point the ship data is probably a, a much higher proportion. But probably, uh, yeah. But you know, there's also the possibility that they could retire some older, less popular maps, maybe, and and, and do it that way so that you you don't like they're not in this position of uh, um, adding more stuff to the client than they want to. So. Or rework yeah, older maps. Yeah, or even yeah. I mean, they have done that in the past. I mean, some of them have been reworked multiple times at this point. Like, um, I think Islands of Ice is quite a good example, which is sort of very different than its uh, uh, original configuration. I mean, I think what what any multiplayer game kind of needs or should have is it needs to a way to to be kept fresh while the core gameplay is sort of going to be the same like one way is obviously yeah. adding new ships to give get a new experience but i mean a new map is just a much more complete new experience i feel like because you don't know exactly once you play the new map you don't know exactly where, where to go like where are the good positions how is this map going to be played until like a meta sort of develops it, it's something new to explore it's it's a new scenery just to look at it's i feel like it's just a a very nice experience. So it would be like new game modes, for example. Ships are just... I mean, yeah, sure, some ships play play differently than others, but it's a lot easier to get that, that, that new feeling, I think, with a new map than with, with just a new ship, because in the end of the day, we've mostly seen all sorts of ship types. I suppose so, and we are at the stage of the game where... Um, there's there's not that many kind of major classes of ship from the the sort of relevant uh, time periods that the game covers that that aren't in the game somehow. I mean, there's probably some odd examples here and there, but we're we're seeing a lot more uh, sort of uh, you know 
paper designs and sometimes even uh, extremely, you know, wargaming creations uh, being more kind of uh, uh, the focus rather than actual historical ships. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, off the top of my head, I think the only, like, Royal Navy capital ship that we don't really have represented, for instance, is the um, uh, the, the the Revenge class. And uh, aside from that, you know, especially with the the, uh, the the battle cruisers that have just come in, yes, some of them are definitely paper designs, but there's also like the the Queen Marys and the um, the the Renown and the uh, uh, the the Tiger at Tier Five representing the Splendid Cats. Um, yeah, uh, it's like there's there's not that much left now. There's there's other you know odd classes of ship here and there for other navies, but there's there's a lot of stuff that's sort of fairly well represented. Um, another example the other day I was looking at was the um, uh, the Duquesne and the Suffren uh, class cruisers for France, which we'll probably see as well added at some point. Uh, but uh, yeah, in terms of like stuff that can go in as whole new lines. You know, we're at, the, we're at the stage where they've they've added the Spanish tech tree and stuff like that. It's sort of like much more minor navies, and so um, yeah, I, I take your point there. Like maps are kind of uh, uh, a sort of universal new feature, whereas not everybody is going to be interested in every line sort of thing. But I think, given what you said, or you also mentioned like new game modes and stuff, you know, I would probably more like to see stuff like that and new operations rather than. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm happy with a small number of of new maps. I, I don't have any super great expectations there. Yeah, they they say they wanna go to want uh, they they want from now on have one or two new maps a year. I mean that's that's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. I I I'd, I'd, I'd be honest, I'm, I'm sort of fairly happy with that answer. <laughs> Um, and the fact that, I mean, we've talked about this previously now that they've done all the underwater stuff and reworking existing maps. Are we? I think they're still doing some uh, reworking of existing maps as well. But um, yeah, that, that, I'm sure there's a lot of resources have been freed up for actual, you know, whole new map design. So yeah, I, I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm entirely happy with that answer. Yeah, definitely. So when you go on to a sort of another map-related thing, will Epicenter be reworked slashed reintroduced? And I know a lot of people do not like Epicenter uh, just as a thing. I don't like it on certain maps, but uh, I know a lot of people just are like, you know... Um, in fact, this is sort of ties into what I was saying as well. Like World of Tanks has a map ban system, so you can set certain maps... Uh, that that you know you will almost never see. You might you might get pulled in if if you're in the matchmaker too long. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's one of those those features that was quite popular when it was introduced. So if you, there's a map you really really don't want to play, you can stick it on on your your ban. Uh, you know, like you can say I don't mm-hmm. want to see this map, and and you won't. And actually, wargaming. Uh, uses that as a measure of which maps are more or less popular. So, you know, if you, if you had that feature in World of Warships and a bunch of people had X map, you know, that mm-hmm. is, is on their ban list, they might go, okay, maybe maybe we retire that map or we rework that map. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you can also, you know, select or deselect certain modes as well. And I'm sure if, if people could do that, there would be a whole bunch of people that would deselect Epicenter. 
So uh, as they say, uh, the, the main issue of Epicenter is not the pace of the battles, but the fact all 24 ships converge on one point. This in turn significantly lowers the variety of gameplay and increases the density of interaction between ships, making this game mode unsatisfactory for the majority of players. I do wonder if they've if they've done like if they're using player survey feedback when they say you know a majority. Um, I have no idea, but I feel like and I mean that that makes me laugh because the, the problem is that they don't converge to a point. That's the whole problem of Epicenter. It's not that. The game mode in itself would be a bad idea. It's that it only works at lower tiers because, I mean, lower tiers are smaller, like the maps are smaller, and the people are more, let's say, brave at lower tiers. At higher tiers, people just sit at the zone wall, right, and ignore the objective, and that's the biggest problem of Epicenter. It doesn't actually lead to that center fight that you'd want. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, now that it is effectively been replaced by... um arms race being a possibility in just the random rotation no longer being a separate mode i mean uh, i guess they will wait uh, at least a good few patches to gather data on that personally i i i quite like it there are certain maps i still wouldn't mind uh epicenter versions of even over and above just the usual um uh standard you know two cap circle mode uh which is Honestly, if I had to choose between Epicenter and Standard, I would take Epicenter. But, yeah, I mean, I personally think that was quite a good thing, having uh, uh, Arms Race come in. And um, I don't know, maybe, maybe there are some people that, that miss Epicenter if there were questions about, you know, reworking and, and possibly reintroducing Epicenter at some point. Uh, so... I mean, they yeah. have reworked Epicenter in the past because originally, like, if you were in the center, you're capping all three rings simultaneously. Yes, that's true. And then so, they changed them to effectively be oh, separate. I'm Caps. not sure how much you could further rework Epicenter, though. I feel like it's... I didn't mind it at lower tiers, but at higher tiers, I found it dreadful. I, I'd still prefer Epicenter over Standard Battle, personally. But I like that we now have Arms Race. I think Arms Race is a better mode, personally. I, th- I think you're right there. I think epicenter higher tiers tended to be less fun overall. Although I quite enjoyed it on uh, was it Tears of the Desert? Um, yeah, just like t- pain admitted. Well, <laughs> it's not that. I think also that it was much uh, a much bigger, certainly even a much bigger center. Uh, area as opposed to like uh, Trident, where it was quite a small center area, and it's really not that much fun to, especially if you're in a destroy and trying to contest that mid cap. But I think on bigger maps, Epicenter works a bit better. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would, I mean, like I said, I, I wouldn't mind if it was still in the game. I can kind of see why they've, like, if, if it was mostly unpopular based on player feedback and sort of player numbers and whatever other stats they collated then okay fair enough um but they do say at the end of this we're now focused on developing ga- new game modes so there might be other things that they have in, in the works as well i mean you know we might see uh who, who uh, you know hands up who remembers the um the fort mode i can't even remember what oh. it's called but were with the 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 uh the uh, AI forts yeah. that were firing on ships, and you had to 
capture it to gain control and uh you know <laughs> like these days the only the only sort of vague remnant of that is the ai forts you find in the in various operations but uh yeah that was um I don't know, a bit of a failed experiment, but maybe you could bring something like that back in some form. I don't know. Like, there's various things you could do with that. Capture, you know, you Definitely. capture a, an adjacent airfield and it does, uh, um, uh, like, uh, Dutch-style airdrops on nearby enemies or, yeah, there's there's probably things you could do. I mean, there's certainly things that you could try. We, we, we shall see. So far, Wargaming has been not that creative, I feel like, when it comes to the game modes. They do tend to be fairly conservative, to... yes. I think. I mean, we do see we do see new stuff every so often, but uh, not not that often in terms of in terms of game modes. So they seem to be a bit unwilling to to rock the boat too much. But I mean, they, we do. Having said that, you know, they do they have shown a willingness to test new stuff in in its own game mode in the past. So true. Then uh, so the still, next... still, yeah, still on the theme of maps. Yeah, are there unbalanced maps? And of course, we have the. <laughs> you know, they say that Ocean has a fifty-one point eight percent win rate on one side. This difference is that this insignificant. Honestly, that's for a map that's basically just empty. I want to know why, like. There must be so many battles played on Ocean so far that you shouldn't have a 51.8 difference in win rate. So there must I, be a reason I mean, for that. This is going to be one of those things where maybe it's psychological. Yeah, Players feeling like the, the top of the map and the bottom of the map kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, I Honestly, with Ocean, um, given that you know, I've only ever tended to see it at high-tier games, maybe they should just make it bigger overall. Or um, it would make it the... so much worse. <laughs> or maybe just you know, ocean epicenter. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, ocean only exists in domination, and I think only as tier ten. I'm, I'm not yeah, sure it might be tier yeah. ten only. I, I do wonder if they've ever experimented with changing the the position of the cap circles so that they're in a, a like a perpendicular line rather than like. Uh, in diagonal line on the map, if that would particularly make a difference, I don't know. I think he's just always going to have the the problem with ocean of like, uh, yeah, you know, yes, there's an old meme of it's the only historical map in the game, but um, the uh, the idea uh, of having absolutely no cover, uh, yeah. you know, it all becomes about stealth and trying to get unspotted and. You know, it, it's a lot harsher on some ships than others, and it, it really then all comes down to uh, it's sort of like which ships are on which team, and you know how how good slash bold slash you know timid players might be. I mean, it's uh, just uh, hurting a lot of cruisers because of the overmatch, because cruisers just can't mm. angle. There are a lot of cruisers that are really relying on making the best of their terrain. And there are sh- certain maps already that have very bad island placement for certain cruisers where like, ah, oh, damn it, I've spawned here, I'm in trouble, right? But at least there is something there. On Ocean, you have nothing. You have no way to, to ever be in cover, right? And 
a lot of the cruisers that need cover also don't have the range. And especially on the ocean, like the battleships will probably be even further back than they usually would be. So as a cruiser, you like, you have to be probably five kilometers in front of your battleships or even more in order to have anything to shoot at. You're mm-hmm. going to get focused by the enemy team. You can't angle. You're, it's, it's just like, it's a horror for, for quite a few ships, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I can't think of any good solutions really, other than you know either take it out or every cruiser just. If, you, if you're in a cruiser and you're on ocean, you get a fuel smoke. <laughs> Probably technically not feasible. Uh, they do say um, you know competitive modes uh, that the situation isn't that different. Um, so they don't really go into detail on the, the stats too much. But, you know, they give a couple of percentages here and there. Uh, but they also do say at the end, although they claim that we don't ha- currently have any maps with one spawn in random battles having the upper hand. So uh, it sounds like they're fairly satisfied with the performance of uh, the, uh, the, the the current crop overall. And I, I honestly can't think of any that are, like, anecdotally problematic, but maybe I'm just not paying I mean- attention. There are certainly maps that are probably not perfectly balanced, but for random battles, I think it, it's all fine, right? I've never, mm. I mean, I've never been on a map where I was like, oh my god, if I spawn on 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 this side, I'll. It's more, it's not like between the the red and the green team. It's more like between like the three caps where you spawn. There definitely mm-hmm. something like, oh my god, in this cruise I've spawned on on the <laughs> C cap and I wanted to spawn on the A cap, something like that. But it's it's never been like, oh no, I'm on. On I don't know the, the the north side instead of the south side or something like that. So personally, I'm satisfied. It's probably not, it's not perfectly balanced, but for for me, it's yeah. it's satisfactory. They, they've always I think they fairly early on realized that making maps sort of vaguely symmetrical was a lot easier to do and still make them kind of vaguely interesting looking. Uh, I mean, they're not particularly naturalistic. But if you compare it to the likes of War Thunder, uh, even World of Tanks, where some of the maps have been around for a really long time, and some of them are still considered to be, you know, sort of not particularly balanced. Uh, and I know that's a big problem on some War Thunder maps as well, especially at the higher tiers when you have people shooting, uh, you know, several kilometers away from each other, which, you know, for, for tanks, it's pretty long range. It's not really much for warships. But, um, yeah, there are... There are I think even one or two still where it's like, oh, you, you've spawned on this one cap on uh, this one map at this this BR, and guess what? People can you know just drive a couple hundred meters out there, spawn and and snipe the other spawn kind of thing. So uh, I, I don't know if it's just inherently easier because of, of warships, or if there's just because there's less pressure to make the the environments look naturalistic. And, and there are some very artificial looking, quite symmetrical maps certainly in World of Tanks, and I don't know if they're particularly popular from a player point of view. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a slightly easier overall um, sort of in, inherent thing to to do better, more balanced maps in, in warships. I can certainly think of some uh, particularly egregious examples of maps from yesteryear in World of Tanks. But uh, some of which just got pulled from the game completely because they they just could not figure out ways to to balance. There'd be like you know nearly ten percent difference in win rates between the spawns, 
Uh, Paul oh. was one of them. I don't know if you, you... You played World Tanks a little bit back in the day, didn't you? I can't remember, but... Uh, I, that was I played one that was it kind of for, like... for a few years. I played it until they introduced personal missions. Okay. Okay, that's 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 a ways back. Um, you might have played Port at some point then. Um, but yeah, it was like really visually interesting Maybe. map, but it was also horribly unbalanced in that like one of the... I can't remember if it was the North or South spawn, but basically had a, a massive statistical advantage, relatively speaking. So, yeah. I, I expect, given that they, they cite, you know, specific numbers for ocean, um, nearly 52% win rate, you know, there might be other maps that have that kind of a couple of percent either way, or that they are happy with a, you know, a couple of percent I mean, either way. They basically bring up Ocean to show that... I think what they want to show is that even in a perfectly balanced map, basically, yeah, there will be yeah. some fluctuation. But honestly, I feel like this is too... I, I would be I would be really interested what what causes that, because this, this doesn't look like a random statistical fluctuation. There must be a reason behind it. It's not problematic in that sense. It's not so far off that I'd say, oh my God. Yeah, it's more of an interesting puzzle in that particular exactly. case, isn't it? It's like, you know, we've made this completely open, inherently balanced map where nobody has any inherent uh, advantages on anyone else in terms of where they spawn or what terrain they have or anything like that to, to hide behind. And yet still, it's 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 not the almost dead on, if not dead on 50-50 that you would think. So I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> a mystery to be solved. Yeah. Next question is, will the game engine ever be swapped for another? And that basically the short answer is no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah, it, it's, it's unlikely. That's, that's, the, uh, that's a, a pretty major switch. Uh, even the, the big changes World of Tanks has gone through, it's been like, the, it, it's still the big world engine but it's it's sort of unrecognizable from what they started out with there's just have been so many uh changes to it over the years so you know um given that that warships almost had the advantage of of um coming in after they already had many years of experience using it um there's there's unlikely to be the need for a a giant shift uh pretty much the only th- thing i could think of like it depends how much life the game has left in it but if they make it a dx12 uh, application at some point um but you know even if that happens that's probably several years off and that that's you know it's still a fairly fundamental change to to make but uh it's not the same it's not quite as fundamental as building a whole new game engine from the from the ground up, yeah. And even the even the big change world of, uh, world of tanks went through when they went to their um, uh, 1.0 uh, game engine. You know, they'd already sort of in several previous patches started to introduce more HD elements into the game uh, in a sort of gradual process. So, um, sort of the big jump really was making the the maps all a lot more detailed. And uh, you know, changing um, some other fairly substantial parts of the game engine as well. But uh, it, it it was still, you know, at the heart of it. It was uh, still big world. 
I mean, so, yeah. honestly, like from from the visuals and so on, like World of Warships is beautiful, right? And I have kept yes. improving it, and I'm very happy with that. The more concerning thing for me would be things like things like when the aiming system or like the feedback and so on, like they have. It seems to me like gameplay aspect wise, they like they do a great job with the visuals, but gameplay aspect wise, you have a feeling they don't understand their own engine half of the time. But they will still never swap it because there's too much work in it. Yeah, I, I can't. I, like, I, you, you see examples of other game companies out there that have developed their own engine and then uh, they're, they're like, well, going forwards, we're going to use, you know, Unreal 5 or something else. Uh, so, you know, if there was at some point a new world of whatever title, uh, there's, there's a chance that they might just go, okay, we're going to go with this big um, existing engine like Unreal and uh, adapt our assets for that because uh, I, th- I think especially the, some of the latest ones like Unreal 5 have, have a lot of uh, um, sort of flexibility and they're a lot easier to get into uh, as opposed to um, engines that you know are specific to a specific company and big world has been used by other companies in the past but you know by far the biggest titles that have ever used it are uh you know world of tanks and world of warships so um you know there's probably not that much experience out there working on this engine other than if you're working for uh wargaming in some capacity so that's it's kind of one of those things where it might be like okay it's going to be cheaper to hire people with experience of this big well-known engine rather than having to hire someone and then train them up to use our own internal engine with all its own sort of idiosyncrasies Um, i'm trying to think of um uh but the problem is if you were to actually switch engines you'd have to recreate all like the gameplay on a completely new engine so Um, that's so it's going to be so long and expensive that it's just never gonna that Happy. that's a that, yeah that's a huge undertaking um absolutely um even um sometimes going from different versions of one engine to another like Kerbal Space Program is a great example when they went from um uh was it 32 bit to 64 bit um they they had to spend like a year year and a half just sort of essentially porting the game over into the newer version of was it Unity or I can't even remember what KSP uses. I have a feeling it might be Unity, um, but they basically went from an older version to to a much newer version, and it was a huge undertaking. It kind of um, like there weren't really any other particular updates to the game for for quite a long while, just because they were all working on this. Uh, yeah, it is Unity. Okay, so yeah, um, you know, and and the the fact that they 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 moved versions of Unity meant that the new version could do. A lot of stuff better and sort of um, use its assets more efficiently than previous versions. It was certainly a lot better for modders because uh, you didn't quite have the old hard cap of um, um, you know the the how much memory you had before the game just kind of went oh no more memory I, I've crashed hit the RAM limit. So um, yeah, I don't think there are really any major technical limitations in 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 um, the implementation of Big World that that warships uses uh that that we know of anyway i mean con- considering that the very very original implementation was meant as a game for sort of online rpgs the fact that they've they've 
um, done what they have with it and put all these these um, quite comparatively complex physics calculations into it. And you know now we have submarines and stuff, which just on a technical level, adding that whole new um, Z axis almost um, that that didn't really need to be a thing before. I'm, I'm sure that that took a lot of a lot of work, but you know it's still not nearly as much work as uh, doing a whole new engine. So yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. I mean, the more concerning part is that the engine sometimes seems to be better than like when when we had a problem model. There's still the problem, right? How often it calculates that you shoot your shells. So there seem to be certain limitations with the engine that they have, and the more stuff they put into it. It seems a bit strained, but I still don't think that we'll ever see them change the engine. No, I mean not 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 for this. Like, you know, theoretically, if there's ever a World of Warships 2.0, or you know, World of Warships 2, or World of Warships yeah. Advanced, or whatever, they might well, like I said, they might well decide to start with um, something that has a bit more flexibility to it. But um, yeah, I mean, they they actually say in this, you know, the uh, at the moment, we see limitations not on the engine side, but the need to support the full range of hardware available to our players. And this sort of kind of couples into the, the recent news of they, they've actually upped the um, the, minimum the very minimum spec. And it's still, it's still, you know, we're still talking graphics cards from like 10, 11, 12 years ago kind of thing. So there's still quite a wide range of hardware that the game will run on. But this is almost, like, this is a very long-running joke about Willow Tanks, especially older versions, so it'll, it will run on a toaster, especially on sort of minimum graphics. And uh, it sort of ties into the the home user base in, uh, in in Russia, which certainly for Willow Tanks is still by far the kind of biggest individual um, server region in terms of numbers that, that, you know, there is a huge number of people, that, especially in the last couple of years with uh uh, the the expense of uh, video cards and things like that, and I'm sure at the moment with sanctions and things as well, you know, they're still grimly hanging on with their old hardware because they cannot, you know, afford or that there aren't even the the parts available to to get newer stuff. So I guess Warships kind of has that problem as well, but maybe a bit less so, just because it's quite uh, a bit less Russia centric than um, than uh, um, World of Tanks. So, yeah. What, what I also find interesting in the answer is that, for example, they say, for example, the water system, the forest system, and the visibility system have been completely rewritten. Is a forest system? Well, what's the forest system? I mean, obviously, I mean, there I are guess trees. they mean like how trees are modeled and rendered and LODs and all that yeah, but, sort of thing. Well, that, that, that used to be a real. That used to be a real memory hog. I guess they've reworked that quite substantially over time. But it, that used to be one of the standard pieces of, pieces of advice is just turn all the kind of foliage detail down to minimum because, you know, you can actually get a, a pretty decent little bump to your, your frames. Yeah, but, but is there something happening with you? Like, I mean, are trees somewhat different from, like, the houses they put? I mean, they have even cars that move around. But what, what's it? About? They call it a forest system. I'm now wondering, like, are trees, like, moving somehow in the wind? Or is there, like, when they call it a forest system, it sounds to that me like there be... is more to it than just, you know, tree models. Well, that might just be a weird translation. Also a possibility. But I'm not curious. When I hear forest system, I expect suddenly that you are able to harvest and plant trees. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's actually a a a, a really deep forest simulation uh, <laughs> system going on behind the scenes in World of Warships that nobody ever knew about. That you know, like there's 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 individual stats for each, for each trees, and there's you know there's digitally simulated like birds and seeds and seasonal cycles and yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, would would that be uh interesting suddenly like oh, why does this game need so much memory now ah yeah you know we we developed a new system <laughs> where trees like gets uh spread around and grow but i i i think that is just a, a bit of like not particularly great translation but uh yeah, yeah, probably. yeah it, it really does it, it it really does um perform a lot more stably than it used to i like just in in the time i've been even like playing and recording videos i've and yes, I've had some hardware upgrades in that time, but even sort of in between hardware upgrades, some of the the, the changes they've made, like it used to, um, when I very first started recording, you know, would sometimes I'd, I had to play around a lot with with getting settings levels and and uh, recordings to uh, uh, you know sort of recording settings to get stable thirty FPS. And these days, it's like, oh yeah, I can record it above sixty, absolutely no problem. And it's not like I've got top of the line hardware or anything like that. So it does it does run pretty well these days. They've done a pretty good job, and and like they 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 point out at the end that the version they use is is um, quite significantly different in some ways than than the one used for World of Tanks because that's dealing with uh, much smaller maps, but also a lot higher fidelity of details just because you're a lot closer up to a lot of the details. Whereas unless three modes and yeah, and flying around. Um, that's not really an issue in, uh, in in World of Warships. So, yeah. Sort of an interesting question, though. And Definitely. It, it, does, it does make me wonder if they do have plans to upgrade to DX12 at some point as more people move to more modern operating systems. I don't think there's any... I think DX11 will probably be a while, around for a while yet, though. Probably. And, and the next uh, question we have is, what happened to break from mode and the map bearing C? I completely forgot that this was a thing. I don't even, uh, I don't even remember what breakthrough mode is, to be honest. So the, they, they basically link to a dev block from, I don't know, when was this? 2019. Okay. And basically, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they uh oh, I vaguely remember this, yeah, so so basically, the teams would spawn solar next to each other, and they'd have to make it to to the area on the other side or something like that. So basically, it seems like the, the, the thing, like the break from out didn't work out. But the question that I have is, why didn't they use, like, the, like they, they had a map that was to the point where they could play and test on. So they dropped the game out, sure, but why did they drop the map? Yeah, maybe it was too much built around... I mean, there was a, a standard. Uh, well, it's just a standard. But there was a domination mode version of it as well. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the the win rates weren't balanced in uh, enough in domination mode, and it was more geared around the 
the breakthrough mode? I don't know, but yeah, I'd honestly forgotten about this map and this mode entirely. It, it, I mean, I don't think it mustn't have been around for terribly long. I'm only vaguely remembering this. Yeah, so, like yeah, I mean, I suppose it's there in their back pocket to to redevelop at some point, but I suppose yeah, what as to why they don't re- redevelop that and re-add it as opposed to doing entirely new maps, who knows? I mean, they basically say that the, the game mode didn't quite work out and so development uh, on it was halted. But I don't understand why halt the development on the map, right? They have already spent months probably in getting the map to this point that they could do like the testing and the stuff on. Why throw that away, right? Why not change a little bit up on the map? Like, why start from scratch with a new map when you have basically put so much work into an old map that just needs maybe some finishing? That's what I don't understand, right? But, you know, Wargaming works in mysterious ways. Indeed, very mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So, um, then we're on to the original Derby, which is a much more recent thing, and that, like, Definitely remember playing because it was only earlier this year. Um, so yeah, they said that um, from the feedback they gathered, the uh, the results were quite positive, and that they are bringing it back, or they plan to bring it back to the main servers, temporary mode towards the end of the year. Uh, and uh, well, we'll see if there's any changes to go with that, but there is at least the possibility of this becoming. Um, something that goes into the random rotation in the same way that uh, arms races come now into the random rotation. To be honest, I think that would make a nice um, like a nice change up to um, random battles is, is to Richable Derby. It's certainly less um, uh, sort of it's symmetrical mode. It's, it's not yeah. like the combat mode which was inherently asymmetrical in which they had to um, really work on to, um, and I don't know if it's still particularly balanced in terms of the attacking or the defending team. When the asymmetrical modes in games are always inherently harder to uh, to balance, and there are even entire games that have been based around asymmetric gameplay. But I, I don't know if any of them has ever really taken off. They've all had um, problems in one way or another. But that that really wasn't an issue with the original Derby. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'd be perfectly happy to see that in the random rotation. Yeah, I think it was a better version convoy. They just never managed, I think, to get convoy good. Like convoy had two, well, maybe not really eventually, but convoy so far, I felt always had major problems. Derby Dirty wasn't perfect, but it was it was very nice, right? With, with both both teams had like that zeppelin that they pushed with. Mm-hmm. That. And, and the fact that you and, neither have, you know, you, you have this kind of mixed strategy of um, um, you you have to get your own pushed forward, but you also have to counter other people, the, the other team trying to disrupt that. And at the same time, you know, maybe, maybe you have some of your own team members trying to disrupt theirs. It's a nice mix of gameplay compared to standard games. Yeah, I think it could have had some more improvements, but it was definitely a good first try. And if they bring it back, I'm sure there will be some changes. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's nice. it's nice to know they haven't forgotten about that. 
Oh, Sam, I'm having that. For, for those that are unaware, I mean, ATAM is, but uh, there is a. I have my cat dad shirt on, and there is a cat on my desk as well who is uh, wriggling around and jostling things. So, yeah. Clearly, like, he's today's guest on the podcast. Yep. Yep. That, that is today's guest. So, yeah, if you see random jiggles or wiggles or me leaning forward to move things around, it's because Sam's trying to knock things over or is bumping the mouse or, you know, doing something. <laughs> Well, then the next question is, do you keep competitive play in mind when creating new maps? And I basically say not all modes are designed for competitive activities. I mean, this is fine, right? Uh, the thing is, if you if you have something competitive, it really needs to be in a way perfectly balanced, like the maps and so on. But mm -hmm. this makes it look less natural, right? This makes it... Like for random battles, if it's slightly off, like 51 to 39 or so, like a map or so, that's perfectly fine. It's it's like... Yeah, it's better to, to have, give maps, I think, a slightly more natural look for random battles and then just have some dedicated competitive maps just for competitive play. I mean, that's essentially what they've, they've done in World of War Tanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> World of War Tanks. World of Tanks, um, where there are, uh, or at least were competitive only maps. I think at least one of them got put into into the the random pool. Um, but yeah, um, I, I I would you know like if they want even the amount of um, competitive play that we have, which is reasonably popular within the community. Um, yeah, it, it's. Hopefully they're putting the resources into that and actually getting feedback from the competitive community because that, that's the most important thing in that in that instance is listening to um, what what is needed for a good competitive map slash mode in order for it to work. So, yeah, I, I don't think we're ever... Like, they seem to have thoroughly abandoned any notion of um, this ever being a kind of full-on esports game despite the the fact that there was a push for a couple of years and the, there were some resources put into that but they 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 decided that wasn't to be they decided it it, it wasn't sort of going to return the investment i guess so um we we now have the the kind of level of community driven um like even even though wargaming's sort of taken on stuff like kings of the sea themselves it's like it's still still fairly community driven in the in the you know it, it came out of the, the community and it's still sort of um, like the rules and all that are still heavily influenced by the, the competitive community. So hopefully any, any new things they add or any changes they, they, they make will be similarly taking on board feedback from, from the community. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. They, they kind of acknowledge that like that first and foremost, anything new that they come up with for the game is going to be just for, everyone all players rather than sort of the more niche side of things which i guess makes sense given that that esports wasn't really a big thing in this game True. so it's not even not even to the extent with, with world of tanks where you've had like um um proper you know uh sort of finals events and things at least in past years I've never anyway, thought of World of Tanks esports. 
I don't know if there was uh, there was probably more than needed to be said for that answer. I just kind of started <laughs> rambling. Well, yeah. Then the the next point is: Will we see night battles on Operation Cherry Blossom again? That I would like to see. Like Cherry Blossom was actually. Uh, it still remains unique in that it starts off like you know nighttime, and you've got the flares coming down, and it's a very pretty effect, and it gradually uh, brightens up quite a lot. We've we've never had anything like that since, and it actually worked pretty well for Cherry Blossom. So it's it's one of those things where it's unclear why they didn't take that and uh, use it in other things. So who knows? And Cherry Blossom was one of the. One of, the, one of the more interesting ops as well, not not just aside from that, but I guess because it was one that heavily relied on um, scripting aircraft, aircraft carriers, oh, yeah. and sort of uh, the the planes coming to attack from the enemy base, as well as the the, the Allied aircraft carrier that you had to protect. That uh, yeah, it was kind of unsurprising that it it vanished. So what what they say is they have some ideas for implementing nighttime as a visual effect on maps. I'm interested in how how this goes because they then go to say that they don't necessarily have an idea for gameplay mechanic. So I I, think, I presume they just want to make the maps a bit darker. Maybe yeah. I I imagine. I mean, we do kind of have a nighttime ish map in in the form of Northern Lights, where it's still really really bright. I mean, there is nice. there is also one of the lower tier maps that has the moon out. It's really pretty. It's a bit dark. I can't even remember which one that would be, but but yeah, um, I'm guess they mean um, as a limited. Yeah, I mean specifically say that due to the fact that it limits visibility, uh, so they're they're I guess sticking to the the um, cyclone mode or the. The roving storm mode, which I can't even remember what the specific name of that is that you have on some maps, uh, as opposed to you know it starting off light and then ending with uh, it going dark or going from dark to light, which you know that that in its in of itself having that kind of cherry blossom style, you know you start off in the dark mm-hmm. and the ranges are quite limited and then it starts to open up towards the end. That might actually make for somewhat interesting idea but it seems like they don't have any interest in that so i mean they say that in the future they leave the door open to it i guess i guess what they're saying is they don't have any immediate plans but maybe in the future perhaps perhaps we would like to see it, i guess yeah it's not a hard no it's not a hard no i guess is the the takeaway from that answer but they, they seem to have some idea for implementing more nighttime visuals without a gameplay effect. I'm also looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to be for, for purely aesthetic reasons, there's absolutely no why not. Uh, there's, there's no reason why not to to use um, sort of bright nighttime visuals to visually differentiate a, a map. I mean, especially ships that have camels that are glowing, like, for example, the space camels or so on. They they look so nice when it's a bit darker. Some of them do, yeah. Hmm. 
then next we are back to operations and this year we will return previously with John operations yeah we have heard that a few times yes so I don't, I don't know if there's anything specifically new here I mean they um, say that they want to change sort of the, the tiers that you can play ships in but not change the, the, the bot ships themselves okay. but just gave I mean, them a buff that, that's not Super new in that when operations first came in, there was a two tier spread possible, um, but they then dropped that to uh, to be single tier only. Sure, should we read out the whole thing? Because I know a lot of people are interested in operations. Sure. So uh, this year we'll, we'll we will return previously withdrawn operations to the game. We plan to not only return them but also make them and the ones currently available playable for different ship tiers. First, it'll be tier six to tier eight ships, which, you know, that's sort of been the spread of operations ships previously, but maybe it means, I'm guessing they mean by that that, you know, what, what is currently, say, a tier six, we'll be able to take tier seven, maybe even tier eight ships, but you'll face harder enemies. I don't know. Uh, at the same time, bot ships will not change, uh, but they'll get specific bonuses to their characteristics depending on the setup of the player team. Okay. Um, so. Higher level ships. ships, they'll get buffs. Yeah, so uh, they, that, that, that sort of clarifies that a bit. They will be stronger opponents, but not like different opponents. They'll just be opponents with better buffs. If it goes well in the future, we'll expand operations to higher ship tiers. For now, the feature is still in development, so unfortunately we cannot reveal all the details, but we will definitely share new information, blah, blah, blah. As for... New operations, we don't have any final plans yet. So, um, yeah, we will wait for old operations to be re released on the live server. I think that's fair because there are, of the, what, four in rotation at the moment? You know, there's there's another, at least double that, that, um, like, four, five, maybe even six that, you know, were, were retired. So uh, I... I'm perfectly happy happy with the idea that they they revamp operations and return some of the retired ones, if not all of the retired ones, back into uh, active rotation before they start thinking about adding new ones. I think that that part's reasonable, uh, but it would be nice to have a bit more of a timeline on when they actually I mean, are going to bring operations back. If they actually they bring them back, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we're over halfway through the year, so. It can't be that far in the future. I mean, generally speaking, if they actually stick to their plan for once, I agree with this. Bring bring the old operations, all of them back, and open them up to all the tiers, and then just see how how people like it. Right? That, that's also something that has always been a bit limiting factor. Of course, if you need like specific tier ship, if uh, and I say if this like the, the system works, they're going to extended so basically you might be able to play operations from tier 6 to tier 10 right and that would be great it would be it would be interesting if you if you you know take your, your tier 10 in and you know you're still facing like uh uh kawachis and carl's ruas but they're like absolute sort of um <laughs> monster uh, you know absolute monster versions of themselves <laughs> that might be kind of hilarious um, yeah, I mean, it, it's like, it, it's not clear. The one thing that's not clear from that 
is uh, if if they're going to a three tier spread on all operations, which wouldn't like that. Some of the operations were already like tier eight, like Cherry Blossom, for instance. So a three tier spread would put that up to tier ten. Um, so yeah, it's it's not a hundred percent clear from what they've written here uh, how this spread will work. Will it be a two-tier spread for each operation? Will it be a three-tier spread? Uh, who knows? Maybe they're just not going to bring back the uh, the the tier eight operations. Maybe they'll they'll bounce them around tier six, and then you'll be able to play them up to tier eight. I, I think they're probably being quite cautious as well, based on the need to um, uh, you know not not have people wait in the queues too long for matchmaking because un- unlike. Uh, random battles, it won't fill in the gap with bots. Uh, and it's also not clear if you'll be able to take mixed tiers as you were originally, where you could have a mix of, say, tier 5 and tier 6 ships in some operations. Um, if you'll be able to have, say, sort of tier 6, tier 7, and tier 8 ships all in the same operation. Like, what, what, how, how would that work for the, the lower tier ones if the if the bots have all been buffed to face the tier eights? You know, that's going to make it that much harder. So I mean, that that's it, something it, that other games have fixed and that, that could could be... I'm not sure, obviously, how the engine works, but you could have, give a ship a buff that it has a damage multiplier depending on which uh, tier yeah, it shoots. I don't, I don't, it would be interesting if the game engine was flexible enough for that, but I don't know if it is. It sounds like they would, um, like I, my suspicion would be that it'll be still single tier matchmaking, but it will now have obviously a wider spread. So all the tier sixes will still be matched with other tier six ships, tier sevens, tier eights, and so on. I, I think that would could be way be longer, too limiting. Could could be longer queues, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I would think that would be easier for them to do. I mean, it's not like you know. It's not like it's impossible to have tier six and tier seven ships in the same game, even if the enemies are slightly buffed, right? Also, they say that the like you, you can say for each tier seven ship in the game, like they get a certain buff, right? So if you have like three tier sevens and the others are tier six, then they get like three sort of buffs, like the, the enemy ships or so on, which obviously would make it a bit harder for the tier sixes, but would still keep like all the enemy power sort of balanced, so. I mean, there are there are ways around this. The question is just how much time will Warcoming invest in this. But I highly doubt that they will have a single tier for players. That would just be way too limiting, especially if they make up the operations for the six, sevens, and eights. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It's yeah, it's not it's not clear yet. I I still think it will will be single tier, and they'll rely on the matchmaking to to do that. But who knows. I mean, they do say they will get specific bonuses based on the setup of the player team. And the setup for me is like they don't say based on the tier of the player team, but the setup, which would, for me, it, it sounds like you have different tiers, right? I mean, have a different... It, it might be one of these things where if you're in the random queue, I mean, it, it might even be yeah, as complicated as if you're in the random queue, then it's single tier only, but you can take multiple different tiers if you're doing a full um, division setup. I mean, because even at the moment, you can do uh, the the one variation you can do with operations at the moment is if you do the full division setup, you can actually have fewer than seven ships, which, you know, that that is one way of of actually increasing the challenge of operations right now is just have fewer players. 
time. Who knows? There's still some question marks over that, but it's generally positive news. If um, if it's true for once. If it yeah. <laughs> it you know, it there's always the possibility that they turn around later and go, Well, we tried some things, didn't work out. Oh well, shrug. Um but I mean I'm I'm sort of heartened that they are talking about, well, we're not just going to bring it back as is. We're actually going to rework it a bit, which means that they're putting more resources in it than than there has been in the last couple of years. They're actually taking it seriously because for a long time, operations were treated quite dismissively. But but you have to keep in mind, they have promised about five times to bring back operations and lied every time. Like this is, we bring back operations is a lie that has been told so many times that it's very hard to believe that they take it serious this time. It could be, but they they have lied multiple times every year, multiple times. I I don't know. I mean, that's obviously the harshest possible interpretation. And I I am absolutely not an apologist for board gaming, but um, it might be just one of these things that it's such a low priority that other stuff that takes longer than expected or eats up more resources than expected. It, it um, doesn't change that it's a lie if they say, this year we're going to bring back I operations, suppose. or in, in, in a half a year we bring of. back operations, and then they don't do it, and then half a year later they say, this time we're going to bring back operations. It's still a lie, you know? It's, it's The very charitable interpretation is that they utterly overstated how important it was, and if they just kept bumping it down the, the list of, like, we're going to do this, I was like, oh, it's only operations doesn't matter. We'll just pull resources from that. We'll just delay it further. But yeah, the fact that they have definitively stated, you know, this year for sure, you guys. Um, yeah, it's sort of, I can, I can see how people would look at that and go, it's a lie. I don't know if I'm quite that strident about it, but hopefully this time they mean it. And the fact that, um, I don't know if, if he if he's officially not working on it anymore, I think he probably isn't. But um, you know, Suboctavian clearly operations were never a, a priority for him. Um, the, the 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 you know the the all these promises were kind of made under his watch. So the fact that we're now at this stage where it's it's not Suboctavian anymore that's that's um, sort of pulling the strings. Maybe they mean it this time. Maybe maybe they actually have committed some resources to it that they're maybe. not just going to yank to do other things. I'm very tired. So, yeah. Then there is... worth pointing out just yeah. before we go on, as in the chat, that like there were people in the chat saying, you know, that the, the, there was the promise it would be at the start of this year, but uh, at least this year there is the all the everything that happened with Ukraine and Wargaming divesting itself of Leicester and you know. Um, yeah, but if they start this year, it would have already been basically finished. By I mean, that's true. Happened. It would have been in the production pipeline kind of thing. Like it would that, have been basically almost finished because they yeah. started like when... when so it's not that much of an excuse. I mean, that's still a thing that happened, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, let's move, let's move on. Uh, can we expect to see old temporary modes such as Bathed Up and Torpedo Beat return? The question that everybody wants an answer to, and the answer is no. Wargaming is not going to bring... The, the, the more popular a mode is, the less likely Wargaming will bring it <laughs> I I mean, the fact that like, Bathed Up mode makes me particularly sad because I, that was such a fun one. I think that the, the community remembers that one particularly fondly. It was just fun, bomb around, silly little boats, giant bathtub... 
um, you know, very, very cartoony and silly and, and just fun. And um, they, they, it, it's one of the longer answers they give here, which is kind of justifying themselves of, hey, look, we're doing all these other things. And I suppose it's fair to point out that they have limited amounts of resources, but still, the fact that, that, that they haven't even left the, the possibility open to bringing these back at some point in the future... It's definitely disheartening. I want my bathtub mode back. God damn it! It was fun. It was so yeah. much fun. What what is question from me is that they say it requires significant resources to update a mode to the current version. Now I think I would have liked more news on that because the map is basically designed. Sure, the map might not be updated to any HD textures or so on. But the map basically exists, right? Sure. If you want to update it to the, the newest graphics, that's some work. But the old version, why wouldn't it still run? I don't know. But like, what, what gameplay tricks? Like there was, like bathtub mode had specific ships with specific, yes. how, how they work. Like what, what have they changed in the code that makes the guns on those ships no longer work? But that's what I want to hear because... I don't see it. It's not like they, they worked with like the captain's skills, so any well, captain's skills changes wouldn't. You see, the thing is, they have to they, they would have to rework the underwater part of the bathtub so that they could add submarines. <laughs> that that's probably the real reason. <laughs> there is a there is a line. I mean, they they've uh, not. I suppose having having bemoaned that they've said no, that it does sort of finish by saying it's possible that some beloved old modes will return to the game, but not this year. But it really doesn't sound you know that promising no they so, they again go into yeah. that they're going to plan to bring back operations yes so it's and, oh, sort of they also say that the 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 submarine halloween event is probably coming back i mean to be fair that almost fairly fun as well it's been the one fun submarine thing that's been in Definitely. the game so far yeah, chat's also joking that they have to also, you know, balance the bathtub for CVs and do special <laughs> bathtub CVs. Oh, so. it, yeah, I, I don't think there are any cameras in the bathtub. Of course, they're never no. going to bring this note back. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, damn it. So we have a, a quite specific question now um would it be possible to have a feature allowing teams queued for clan battles to see the next map and i'm guessing this is so that um players can more carefully choose their team composition i don't really know enough about even even clan battles to you know it's a sort of semi-competitive team mode um that you know, are, are different setups better on different maps? I don't know. I mean, they say teams queued, so at this point you couldn't change your setup anymore. I right? suppose, yeah. I I would assume that it allows you to talk strategy beforehand. I mean, obviously you have a little bit of time when you load into the battle, but if you if you like when you see the matchmaker, you already see the map, you can already start talking like who's gonna go where or so. Maybe maybe it's about that. Yeah, I mean, you could sort of drop out the queue and rejig your setup and then go back into the queue, potentially. Yeah, but um, there's no guarantee that you would get the same map. Then. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I'm, not, like, I'm trying to understand why, why people want that, to be honest. I mean, the thing I guess, is... 
what I mean says it's not possible because the way I understand it, the map is only chosen once the game is found already. So there is no it, there mm-hmm. is no map to display before him. The way the matchmaker works. Yeah, I can't. Like what we discussed, what we were talking about previously is like their focus is always sort of on the the general population of the game as opposed to these more specific competitive, semi-competitive modes. Um, them them going in and tinkering and have as um, you know, even more specialized matchmaker just for this mode that that does things differently, selects the map, um, you know, at a, a different stage of the matchmaking, like selects the map and then selects the teams to 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 go on them. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to put the resources in. But yeah, aside from what you said about maybe they, you know, give, gives you a little bit of extra time to discuss strategy, I kind of can't see the benefit. But maybe they'll be. Like once this goes up on YouTube, maybe there'll be people going, "Duh, obviously, Jedi." It's <laughs> dot dot dot. But but yeah, the, yeah. the reasoning they give is is that with the current matchmaking system, uh, without making any changes to it, they would essentially have to have separate queues for each map, which would sort of dramatically slow things down. So, you know, that that, yeah. that kind of seems fair enough. Then the next question is, could we have pickable spawn points for battle? And they basically say no. And I agree with them because the, the, it would be a great idea if you had a fully pre-made team of uh, people willing to work together, but it would be an utter problem with random battles because as Wargaming even points out, right, there might be an imbalance on ships. Like it's already in right now, you have ships spawn on both flanks and then one flank just goes away for no reason, right? And mm. you you are sad. But it would be even worse because people would just probably spawn at a blob or something, right? Or your destroyers would all spawn at the same part or ships would spawn yeah. like way further back or whatever. Uh, it's. It, is, it is kind of one of these things where it's sort of nice in theory, but way too many problems in implementation because you've got player behavior and to try and (laughs) yeah yes um i mean i think we've seen in in previous devlogs and things like like they have different spawn areas for specific um ships uh, and it's kind of weighted towards certain ship types um so you'll have like destroyers are more likely to spawn you know, here and here rather than at the back, here and here kind of thing. Um, so um, th- there is already some stuff going on with, uh, like, it's not just totally randomized. And uh, also the, um, uh, the, 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 I think it, it tries to spawn divisions in, in a similar place. I mean, it's not always super successful, but yeah, know, yeah like, it does. It it used uh, to be different in the beginnings of the game, but these mm-hmm. days it spawns divisions at the same spot. But it, even if you did have people um, sort of not abusing the system and all like trying to cluster up on one side or anything, like if you've got everyone in a destroyer that's trying to like go for one spot, for instance, is it like does only one person? I mean, you know, only one person can get it, but how does it then determine which person of all the people that were selected that slot? get it is it just first come first served or does it just like randomize out of all the people that have picked that and then bungs the other people to 
other ones they didn't want or do you like do select preferences like preference voting so you go okay (laughs) i want want to go that one first of all but if i can't get that one i want that one if you can't get that one i want that one and it it all kind of uh it would get way too complicated i think even without players doing silly things it it would be a good way to get reported early in battle because oh you picked my spawn report. <laughs> yeah exactly people wasting all their reports on you because I wanted that spawn spot yeah although you know like there's probably some alternate universe where wargaming has done that and they've monetized the heck out of it so yeah, <laughs> take some doubloons you get a you get to pick where you want to spawn. Yeah, uh, no, no, spawners. you have you have different spawns on the map. You have like the free spawns, the silver spawns, the <laughs> yeah. gold spawns. Yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. Pay. yeah, the premium spawns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ugh. Thank God we're not playing that version of the game. We shouldn't give them ideas, though. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Shouldn't. Then the the next question is an interesting one. Is the system in place that could prevent a player from getting the same map twice in a row? And they say such restrictions are already present in clan battles. That's interesting. Yeah, I think... I can't remember if I'm remembering this for World of Tanks or if it is for World of Warships. It might be a World of Tanks thing, but I think there's a kind of... um, uh, I think it is World of Tanks I'm thinking of, but there's like a soft cap system where it tries to prevent you getting the same map too many times in a row. Um, Bearing in mind what we said earlier about, you know, there being a sort of a limited subset of maps in rotation on any given server on any any given day um but in order to to you know stop you getting like three or four t- times in a row on the same map but certainly what attacks I, I i'm pretty sure i'm correct in saying that that there is such a system um but i don't know if there is for water warships i don't know they they don't have such a system for clan battles, yeah. but they, they they say it would be too complicated basically for random battles because I mean, everybody would have different past maps. Played. Yeah, it it's it might be one of these things that that um there's just enough like like down to player base where there is enough player pop on um, the different servers to even get away with having that kind of soft cap rule. Um, where, you know, if you have like two in a row, it will try and put you on a different map for the third match kind of thing. But just because the numbers are generally a bit smaller in modern warships, maybe that's just not feasible. There are sometimes systems like that where it's like if you have the player numbers, then it's fine and dandy. But if you don't have the player numbers, then um, you're just going to end up with much longer queue times, which can be a seriously off-putting thing for some people. I mean, considering the shit the matchmaker pulls on a regular basis, if they <laughs> try to hit it with more restrictions, I'm afraid yes. what would happen. <laughs> it was, uh, I had a late night. It, was, it wasn't that late. It was like 1 a.m., half 1, something like that. So relatively late for me. But it was probably, you know, it was later for the rest of Europe kind of thing. But it was like um, six or seven players on the team. Uh, tier 10 game. Uh, I was the only battleship in my tier eight Odin, so I didn't even have good hit points for being a tier eight battleship. <laughs> and everyone else was like uh, sort of tier nine, tier ten cruisers and destroyers. Uh, I think there was a carrier in play as well, so it was pretty wacky matchmaking. And I did not last long because I was the only battleship. I was by far the least stealthy ship. Uh, I only had you know the Odin's worth of hit points, mm-hmm. which is like fifty two k. So when I when I had a, a, a Zhao and a Des Moines and and a daring all gunning for me and, and the aircraft carrier coming for me. It was not fun. 
So yeah, you don't want matchmaking like that on a more regular basis, where it's it's trying to find you a match within X amount of time, but it has additional rules to to try and cope with, you know, above and beyond what it already has to cope with. Then the next question is something that I think has been asked many times in the past. Could we have dynamic maps with erupting volcanoes and moving indestructible icebergs? And they say I yes. Think, the- I was, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say, I, th- I think the, the reasoning behind this is um, the kind of uh, changeable maps that you've had in some of the Battlefield games, possibly other games as well, where you can have major elements of the map that change, like buildings collapsing or broadcast towers being brought down, stuff like that. I don't see us ever having anything on quite that scale, but uh, uh, yeah, sorry I interrupted when you were going to no say problem. that. You know. I mean, the, the, um, the, the thing is, they say they had things like that tested, prototyped, and planned, but uh, basically what they're saying is they have sort of iced the idea for now to work on other things like submarines. They haven't mentioned submarines yet, but basically they said they're working on more important things that people don't want. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get stuff like this that, um, that you know, this this has been talked about, teased um, previously, the, the idea of destructible icebergs that sort of split into different fragments. Um, and even that kind of thing would be um, like... Would it happen on its own, or would you, the players, have to make that happen, as in the battlefield examples that I gave? Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, are you then going to have to be wasting your time shooting at icebergs and firing torpedoes at icebergs to get that to happen kind of thing? So, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think this is ever going to be a particularly major factor, sort of changing topography. It's, uh, you'd have to have something sort of unrealistically dramatic, like a giant volcano erupting and like an island coming up. You're like like ocean, but you know, a volcanic island suddenly arises in the middle of the map halfway through <laughs> At- the game. Atlantis kind of rises. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, you know, yeah. if you happen to be underneath it, you know, well, sucks to be you. You're stuck on land now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think there's, there's sort of, like, I can see where somebody's coming from asking this question, but I think there's kind of a limited amount of of whatever to, I mean, the to thing do it is, within the game. It, it depends on how trusted, right? Because, like we said, not just destructible icebergs, but moving icebergs, right? You could have, like, a big iceberg that just mm. slowly moves along the map or something like something like that could that, be an interesting mechanic. I think that that would that would potentially be more interesting and more feasible. Um, uh, the other example I had kind of thought of is, is War Thunder added a lot more destructible buildings. Like not every building is destructible in War Thunder, but there are some maps where there's a lot of destructible stuff, and so you sort of end up with this uh, terrain of of changing cover, you know, sort of cover getting denuded over time. That was something they actually looked into in World of Tanks as well. Um, that, that was a promised feature at one point where they were going to have um, collapsible buildings and that they even just kind of showed off physics tests, footage of tanks ramming walls, and you'd have sort of sections of brick wall coming down. But they decided in the end that it was going to be um, sort of too intensive uh, on, in terms of that many physics objects uh, in the game engine, so they just kind of scrapped the whole idea. But I, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what War Thunder does as well. Like, it's possible a building collapsing on your tank can destroy your tank. I'm pretty sure. So it, it's 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 not a new idea, but yeah, I, I think 
something like the idea of the the moving iceberg across the map is probably the best possible implementation for warships. I mean, the, 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 the sad idea is that they basically say they have a shelf that they say um, instead they were kind of higher priority features such as improved operations and new game modes. The thing that pisses me off about like the, the sentence is that I think ever since they said in this article that they are now going to break bring back operations they have used it three times as an excuse already and yeah. as i said they have so often lied about bringing back operations and they're like oh we're going to bring back operations oh no no we can't we, we can't do now anything else oh no you want other cool oh no no no, no operations no no this is so so great we're going to bring back operations did we already tell we, you that we're going to bring back operations they they uh yeah <laughs> I mean, the optimist in me says, you know, maybe they have actually committed real resources to it this time. That's why they can't do these other things. That you know, these are now the lower priority things that are getting pushed down the 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 task list sort of thing. But yeah, wait, 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 wait a minute. You know, maybe I have thought of bright like, future. And this is this is just a complete random thought, but we could finally have um, the project Habakkuk, uh, like iceberg aircraft carrier on our map. <laughs> Even as just like a background element of just slowly chugging across the map. That way you have an excuse for it to actually be uh, moving at decent speeds. So that could be quite fun. Oh, yeah. Maybe one day. Of course, of course again, if this was some alternate universe, we'd have that already. And, you know, if you if you pay some doubloons at the start of the uh, of the game, <laughs> you get to take control of it. Have all the you know yeah. Lancaster bombers under your control and fly out and go after everybody else. There was actually a game I played briefly that was like that. It was a, a it was some kind of Battlestar Galactica MMO thing, and it was possible if you were a premium player to actually um, like there were sort of conflict zones, and uh, if your account had a certain status or if you paid something or I can't even remember, but you could. You could literally take control of the Battlestar Galactica inside <laughs> these conflict zones for a, a, a period of time. On, on the sort of the you know the, the to try and push the the dynamic map forward kind of thing. So yeah, because most of the people were flying around in things like Vipers and Raptors and 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 much smaller ships. So it sounds yeah. like a mobile game mechanic. It was. It, I mean, it was obviously a free to play game. Uh, I didn't stick with it very long. But uh, yeah, you know it's 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 it is actually a thing that other games have sort of done in the past. <laughs> so it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be new. Oh. Well, then the next question is also one that has been posed a lot, especially since submarines have been introduced. Would it be possible to have larger maps with larger more teams in random battles? And uh, basically, they go on a. On telling everybody how well balanced their game is around 12 players which is i mean the thing is like half of what they're saying makes no sense because there is a very vast difference if those 12 ships on a team are like like what does the makeup between like destroyers battleships and so on like recently i actually had a game with no submarines one destroyer one carrier but basically 10 ships on each team was a mix of battleships and cruisers and that produces a vastly different game experience than if you have like four or five destroyers, right? Because there are much more ships that are visible. And I mean, they go into this point, obviously, like the more ships that are on the enemy team, the less you can push, the more firepower there is, the more 
passive you have to play. So I do agree that increasing the number of players will change how the game is played. But I also go on about how they would have to make maps bigger, but it's also not true. Like 15 ships would easily fit on, on the current tier 10 maps. Yeah, I I mean, I sort of take their point about, like, even an extra couple of ships, firepower, um, sort of focusing you down. It could make that focus fire even more unpleasant, and it can be pretty unpleasant at tier 10 already if you're in something big and easy to hit like a battleship. Um, uh, yeah, and, and more... More yeah, ships and, with force, more passive play in that sense. Yeah, maybe. And then, like, if you have, you know, teams of 15 and, like, say, five of those can be, um, you know, destroyers alone sort of thing, like, you could ha- end up with even more torpedo soup at, 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 at tier 10 um, than, than is possible already. So, yeah, I, in terms of standard games, I, I think the game is sort of fine as is, but, I honestly would really like to see and this is this is the one thing I go back to World of Tanks for now is is the the frontline mode where it's 30 versus 30 and you're sort of uh it's essentially an attack defense mode on uh, a, a map that instead of like the usual um however big the maps are in World of Tanks like 900 meters or something like that but it's basically nine map tiles size instead of the the usual kind of one so it's sort of nine times as big and split into three different lanes i think honestly something like that would be possible in world of warships and I mean, um it, it sort of depends if if the yeah. the game engine and the server engine could then keep up with with that many more extra players in a single match but i i think in terms of gameplay that sort of thing could work uh, it just might be technical limitations. Like they were talking earlier about how how much more room there is to grow in the engine, but you know, uh, I guess there are there are limits. I mean, they they say in this article that they obviously made a massive map like the for the big hunt event, so they can make big maps. When it comes to how many players they could put on a map, that's questionable. But the problem I would personally see is how long it takes, especially the, the slower ships, to traverse. Like, maps are already mm-hmm. massive, right? How long? Imagine if you had, like, uh, four... Let, let's just say it's with four times, four tier 10 maps, right, uh, put together. Especially if, if like, one one uh, team wins on the, the left flank and the other team wins on the right flank, how much time it would just take for those two sides to meet afterwards? I feel like it would probably not produce the the most enjoyable experience, I think. But obviously Maybe. it's subjective. I mean, what, what they do with Frontline is it's, it's, it comes up every so often, so it's not like a permanent thing. And um, like I say, everything's split into lanes, including the, the, the spawn points, which are dynamic. Um, so, you know, if you die, you can respawn, but you don't respawn right back at the, the bottom or the top of your starting lane. It kind of moves up. Um, it, it sort of shifts as the front line itself shifts, so that that wouldn't necessarily be a problem. But obviously, a big factor is there is the fact that, that there are respawns. So um, if you you know respawned, uh, like if you if you it were in a, a really slow tank like the mouse, for example, or or um, 
I don't know, there's probably other slow tanks at tier 10, but the mouse is the one that immediately comes to mind. Uh, like if you were having to crawl back across the whole map in, in a really slow tank, that wouldn't be much fun. But the fact that you can spawn a lot closer does make a difference. I, I don't know if that would be a big factor. But um, we'd have to see, I guess, how it's designed. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I honestly think that the like balance. I think if you had a mode specifically designed around it, like Frontline, or even an exact analog of Frontline, I don't think that would be that big of an issue. I think the technical issues are, are probably the bigger blocking factor for them. I can see why they don't want to have more than twelve per side in in standard games and yes subs do cause a bit of a problem like i had a game the other day where it was like three destroyers and two submarines which is like you know almost half the team being these sneaky torpedo spewing ships potentially which you know it wasn't that fun an experience uh, especially as there was also a carrier in play it kind of <laughs> made the uh the bigger Gosh. ships feel pretty uh like it, it was not at all a comfortable experience it, it wasn't fun um so yeah but that, that's uh, the main reason why i dislike all of their oh we are so balanced for 12 versus 12 yeah, battles yeah. because I the mean, matchmaker isn't consistent enough to make that statement right because my, they're, they're, yeah. i mean my solution there is just you know drop submarines get rid of subs it's fine it's easy there you go problem solved uh, yeah. we go back to what we had before <laughs> but uh <laughs> where, where yeah. do i sign um, uh, yeah, given that subs are now sort of in the game, I don't know. I, I'd quite like a hard limit of one sub per team, but that probably isn't going to happen either. One sub or carrier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely the worst when you get two <laughs> subs and a carrier. That's just like, can we go back to port, please? Don't worry, they'll send you back to port very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Now that I've had that thought, though, I actually do kind of want to see Frontline added to World of Warships now. I haven't really <laughs> specifically had that thought before, but that, that that question has kind of prompted it. So, yeah, probably never going to happen, but who knows? I mean, the next question addresses some classic game modes, such as Capture the Flag, King of the Hill, and Last Man Standing. And, I mean, they basically say they would all be problematic, like Capture the Flag... I mean, sure, like, the, the problem is you'd need some very specific ships to, like, grab a flag and bring back. I could see it in a sense to be fun, but since certain ships would be sort of such a big advantage, yeah, might be a problem. I mean, the, the only game I ever really played that, like, I haven't played that many online shooty games, but um, Team Fortress 2 definitely had a capture the flag mode, and... Uh, uh, they, they just had a hard limit on the number of um, scouts that you could have, which are by far the, the fastest class. But, you know, the, the scouts were always by far the best suited for actually going and grabbing the flag because they're just absolutely nutty fast. So, yeah. Um, you know, imagine I, I, a submarine surfacing, grabbing oh, the flag uh, and then running yeah, with 50 knots. Um, so, yeah, uh, as I say, you'll just have to have, to have respawning. Uh, which is not usually present, but yeah, I mean, you could. You could have a special mode, an event mode. Like, I, I think Capture the Flag could kind of be doable. It might not be great, but it could kind of be done in World of Warships. I um, 
think it would be too problematic because you, you like let's say even if you have the same number of destroyers right some destroyers are much faster than others some destroyers could easier go in the snake of like a french mm -hmm. right a french with the french uh uh speed boost yeah with the speed boost and the the like the mechanic where the uh, take less damage oh, oh like, saturation yeah saturation exactly that was i'm looking for if you had like a French just going in, grabbing like the flag and then running like hell, this is something that you'd have trouble replicating if maybe you only have, I don't know, an Elbing or something like yourself. Yes. I mean, but then you might, uh, it might also be a self-selecting thing of like people would be more likely to take ships suitable for the mode. I don't know. Yeah, true, I guess. Anyway, but yeah, it doesn't sound like we'll ever see that, but I, I think in theory it could be done. Um, King of the Hill, which they sort of point out as, um, you know, epicenter is sort of a variation of of, of that that center focused map mode, um, and it I... wasn't massively popular as they've stated. And they also say Last Man Standing, a free for all mode, which we actually have had in event modes or at least some limited form of it. Where, I mean, we had the um, four teams. Yeah, yeah, it's right. a, so like teams of two. Or I'm sure we've had events where you could form a team within the game as well. You start off on your own, but you can form a team with somebody. Uh, yeah, the, the big hunt stuff. Yes, yeah, so, you know, they, they've kind of sort of had that in the game as well. But, um, yeah, I don't know if it would fit sort of well in a, in, in a random context. Because, like, how would you do that matchmaking-wise? Like, you'd have to have single classes only or something like that. Yeah, it would be a bit weird. And you'd also need, like, you'd, you'd once again need, like, a, a map that's shrinking, sort of, to force the engagement. I mean, the, I feel like that the, what's a better version of Last Man was, like, the, the, uh, the water world, or however it was called, battles, right? Where you had four teams of three and a map that, that shrinks, and everybody was, like, those special destroyers. I think that would be the closest thing, and that worked pretty well. But I think that's the, the closest you get to free for all that's going to make much sense in warships. Maybe. I mean, we've had, we, we sort of, uh, I, I don't know if they've done it that recently, but around the time of like World Cups and stuff like that, World of Tanks gets a, a, a almost, um, oh, what's the car football game? Terrible at remembering things today. You mean Rocket League? Rocket League. There we go. I should know I've played Rocket League. I've got Rocket League. I just haven't played it in, in a while. But there's a sort of Rocket League almost style tank football mode that they do, that they've done several times. Um, so, you know, maybe we could get that for World of World Warships as <laughs> ships sort of... Uh, you know, chasing around after a giant football that floats on the water and they have to knock it into... Who knows? That's a silly I idea. I mean, that, that but, could uh, be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it would be it would be silly, it, but no more silly than some of the other things they've done. True. I mean, it it would go to to back to something like bathtub battles, right? Yeah. Maybe one day. So the next, uh, next question is, any chance of implementing community-designed maps into the game? I'm struggling to think if this has been a thing for World of Tanks, even. I mean, the thing is, 
if, I, I don't if know. you want community design maps, like if you'd had a sort of a map building tools, like modding tools, but people could actually yeah. fully make maps, it would make sense. The thing is, if it's just about ideas, well, what they are saying is that obviously, like last year, they had this vote onto the, uh, about the visuals of a map. But I, I mean, they, they, uh, players have no input on like how you'd like the island design or so on. In that regard, they haven't taken input. And in that regard, I think they have been a little bit very conservative. Because yeah. it's like, also like how they place the domination zones. They have like the, the three or then, or then they have the four, but they haven't had three points in a triangle, right? They have the three points always in a line. Or I feel like well, they, 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 they have, could. They have on, on sometimes like clan. Clan battle maps, I think. Yeah, they've, they've true. Done that but, not, but not random ones. Or ranked, yep. yeah. And I feel like, why, why not try to be a little bit more creative if this are a little... It's like, this is something that shouldn't be too hard to, to try out uh, any, a few new things there. But anyway. Yeah, it's, I guess it's one of those things where I can kind of see them having not done something like this because maps are sort of a quite an involved process generally it's you know it's a fair amount of time and resources to get a map from conception to 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 finish and certainly for for world of tanks i know there have been a whole plethora of of just completely abandoned maps that they started on spent some time working on tried to balance couldn't balance and abandoned and um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, there's. I mean, we already had earlier on. You know, we were talking about the yeah. um, the the Barents Sea map that you know has, has been effectively abandoned. Um, that uh, you know, like they they clearly didn't want to put more time and resources into uh, getting it balanced for sort of general game use outside of the mode. It was kind of conceptualized alongside. Uh, so it's sort of in terms of time and effort, I can see why they haven't done something like that, but. I, I agree that, that like, probably the best compromise they can do is is having communities sort of vote on the uh, the concept of a, a you know how a map will mm-hmm. look, the theme of the map. Um, and, and they actually do point out that you know we we have had this sort of uh, implementation already. Yeah, once last As they year. also say, it's worth bearing in mind the gameplay features of new maps are developed largely on the basis of feedback. From the participants in various testing phases. Therefore, in a way, players are already involved in the creation <laughs> process, which is kind of technically correct, but not really in the spirit of the question. Um, going, yeah, you guys are involved, yeah. really. So, shh. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just kind of an unnecessary uh, addendum to the answer, really. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I can see again. It's one of those questions where I can see why someone would ask it, but it's kind of sort of obvious what the answer is is going to be, and it's obvious why. You know, it's, it's quite straightforward as to why that is the answer. But, I mean, uh, that kind of map creation and making it like I'm sure people have been happy to sit down and create all kinds of weird and wonderful things, even with just you know pencil and paper. But uh, actually making that into a, a, a usable, playable map, you know, that's that's going to even just getting to the point of testing whether it's going to be a usable or playable map is going to take time and resources. 
I mean, yeah. it's it it comes about more or less. Would they be willing to create sort of modding tools? I have no idea what goes into like the the map creation, but of course there are like games where you could where you have like a few tools, mm. right? You start out with like a map you pick by basically the size. It's all ocean, and then you have like the island place, right? They they need to create a few assets basically that you can just then place there and make your own map. But they'd have to make a map designer in that sense. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Wall Thunder allows custom-made maps um, that you can then go and like play battles on. But it's not like they're in the official rotation or anything. It's like people have to go and download yeah. them and and um, sort of you know make sure there's enough. Yeah, other it would be something that you do in a training with. room or so. Where you could yeah, uh, yeah. They, I think they are essentially training room battles. So, but you, I've seen people like like Fly Daily's done some pretty wacky stuff on custom maps, like a whole bunch of players in SPAAs and a whole bunch of other players in like bombers and yeah, you know, just just silly things basically. And uh, Warships doesn't doesn't really have that. World of Tanks doesn't really have that much either. Uh, beyond beyond training rooms, so. Yeah, it would it would need those kind of tools which just don't really exist. I mean, what like wargaming generally it took a really long time to embrace even um, sort of client mods in terms of like UI stuff. Um, and for a long time in World of Tanks, it was it was the only way to get extra information in the UI was to go and find various mods. And it took a really long time for wargaming to go, okay, these mods are quite popular. Maybe we should actually incorporate some of this stuff. Uh, there was into the game. no, it, there was no goes, way to sort the tier of your tank in your garage. When I was yes, there was stuff like that. There was stuff like you had basically no information on the mini map beyond kind of like you'd have a little icon. There was no information of of uh, uh, of, of of like you know view ranges or what you could and couldn't see or what the actual tanks were or when they were last spotted. Like there was no last spotted markers, for instance, for a really long time. So you just had to kind of rely on your memory, of, uh, and you had to be like, if you if you had a terrible memory or a terrible, you know, um, sort of attention span of of yeah, also of, you uh, didn't constantly look at the minimap. Maybe a tank was only spotted for a few seconds. Yes, yes, and and you'd have to rely on asking in the chat, you know, was such and such a tank? You know, where were they last seen? How many hit points did they have? Stuff like that. Whereas these days a lot of those tools are just like baked into the game. So it took a really long time for that to happen. And likewise with World of Warships, um, you know, there was stuff that started off in, in mods, but Warships at least had the benefit of coming along after a lot of stuff had already been added to the, 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 the tanks sort True. of information, UI side, the, port, uh, the, the, the garage side stuff. So a lot of that stuff sort of started off baked into, into World of Warships. But even then, you know, still, it, 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 even with warships, it, it took a while for there to be any kind of officially supported slash um, acknowledged mod pack, even um, for for a while. You know, uh, using some mods was certainly a dicey proposition because even if they were benign, they might get flagged as being uh, malicious mods. So these days, at least players have the option of of going, well, okay, this is the official mod pack. All of this stuff should be fine. Although I think even then there's been instances of people getting into trouble for using stuff that's supposedly, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's meant to be in the official mod pack, it's meant to be fine, but then they, they get a ticket going, oh, you've been using unauthorized modifications. Yeah, but yeah, that's something so. you should be able to get fixed at least. Yes. Yeah, at least then you can point to it and say, this was all in the official mod pack, goddammit. So, um, and, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. 
I don't think we'll ever see any of that, that this kind of scale of 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 uh, molding. Probably not for, for for warships. So off the back of the last question, they kind of then go into more detail about what it is uh, actually like to take a map from conception to um, an actual, you know, finished end product. Yeah, so basically it's the, the first two months or so where they, they test it and design it. And then once they have the gameplay fix, obviously they, they don't start working on the textures and appearances so until they are happy with it, otherwise this might be wasted. Which means that it takes them about two months to come up with the, the concept of a map and actually have it tested. And then, I mean, at this point, it's basically final that the map is going to appear and you, you can then focus it, focus on the art. But it also means that it's actually a relatively small time to, to lay the groundwork for a map. Yeah. I mean, let's say relatively, it's still, that's still a fair chunk of, like one to two months is still for a single map. I mean, a map is a fairly, um, like the number of maps compared to the number of ships, it doesn't really compare. But uh, yeah, um, it's still it's still a sort of a fairly um, important asset. So I, I guess it taking a bit longer is, sort of makes sense. Um, I mean, off the back of the last question, you know, I suppose technically there's nothing stopping them doing a kind of, community map, map contest with a caveat that, you know, whatever um, design somebody comes up with will probably significantly change or we might just throw it out altogether kind of thing, which, like, if you're doing that kind of contest, you've also almost got to commit to, you know, there will be a map at the end of it sort of thing. So it would be it would be complicated but doable, but also would have the potential to generate community backlash. So I can see why they would just want to Steer clear of it altogether. I mean, what what they would have to do is like sort of hold a contest where people sort of can can like draw a, a sort of map or an idea they have, and then obviously, I mean, they'd be picking the winner, so they'd only be picking a concept that they think is workable, right? And then they could could let the person themselves test and have a little bit of feedback. The problem is, walk. I mean, as we've learned, that there, there tends to be some miscommunications and they don't seem to be very good at working with others, but technically mm. this would be completely feasible, right? And have the community give some input on, on basically what they, they want or something like that. But it's unlikely the Wargaming will really do something. As we yeah. know, they, they are not very good at involving their community or listening to feedback. <laughs> or taking anyone's suggestions. It it is uh, yeah. It tends to be quite peripheral peripheral stuff. And to be honest, and some some levels, I'm, I'm sort of happy with the level of things that that they do. In in some ways, um, things like the community contests for for camos, for instance, there's been some really nice camos that have come out of that. So, True. That, that's um, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. A, a map is certainly a, a lot higher level of complexity than than a ship camo. And even, I mean, the the one, the one time where there has been any kind of um, direct player input uh, with even the, the the kind of conceptual origins origins of a ship was the the, the Palo Emilio, where, where they basically at the um, was it 2018, 2017, where they had basically a bunch of the people that, that they the, the content creators they invited to St. Petersburg and were like, okay, let's 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 sit down and brainstorm a thing and. 
the the finished Paolo Emilio really didn't bear much resemblance to what what they'd come up with. So, yeah, but um, I mean that's a ship, right? A map. If you have a map that's yeah, more I mean, or no, less I, I, uh, symmetric. My, 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 my point is that that's also a fairly complicated kind of um, thing to to get that kind of um, you know concept from even a quite you know a relatively expert group of players like like CCs that they they had invited that. You know, people that were quite involved with the game that were quite familiar with with how things worked, as opposed to just you know, random casual players on on the forums going, oh, I think this would be a good idea. So um, yeah, I mean, the one time when they did try that was during the extremely extended Graf Zeppelin development time after yeah, its the, the disastrous that, that's initial four launch. Ships, right? I think a map is a uh, sure a map needs to be balanced, but basically, if you just have a somewhat uh, symmetrically map. Yes, right. and it's, it's, it's still, just I think, all yeah, about. I, think, I, I take your point. I think it's more complicated stuff. than a map to get right. And let's be honest, we have quite a few maps that are not that great and that screw over quite a few ship casts and so on. And we have ocean with no islands. If you just take a random piece of like just blank canvas of ocean and put a few islands somewhere and make it symmetrically, you got a map. Right? Might not be the best map, but it's probably better than a few that we already have in game. So honestly, there can't go that many things wrong as long as you make it symmetric. You can't really screw it up that much. That and then you be, can still move yeah. islands around a bit, decide where the cap zones are, test a little bit, raise or lower some islands if you want certain ships to shoot over it. Right? Like it's really not that complicated. But yeah, you would. It's the sort of thing that would require some kind of specialized tool, though, that to even create an abstract where you not, not only have like the top down overhead layout but also things like uh, the you know the height map of the islands the shape of the islands you, I mean, you would need some keep, way to be able to keep in mind shapes. that uh, one on the cc summits but the people in in st petersburg the the, the the ccs that created the map right and they made that playable like obviously not with textures and finish but basically they made a playable concept of that while they were there so mm-hmm. within a day those people drew a map and they implemented it and then they played the map, right? So that, that's how quick the first stage is and then it comes about moving around an island and well, balancing it and so on. But Yeah, but, I mean, that would be... And that that's, would be the extreme first version, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, sure, but, but you know, my point is that you could easily implement that. Also, they never made anything this right. They had the CCs that designed a map and they played on that map that one spot. Then they threw it all away, right? They didn't be like, okay, maybe we can make something with this. They didn't go any further, even though they had their own contributors there and made that and played that there. And then Wargaming just threw the idea away. They even didn't consider like making this into a project mm. and into a map. But it, as I said, it, it would be easy to have the community a bit help out there, give some insight or whatever. I... I'm of the opinion that it would be interesting to do. Um, but like we've been saying, I don't think they'll do it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. They probably won't. So we're almost at the end of this. We've got two two yes. questions left to go. I mean, the historical um, battles, that that's something that they... It wasn't a death yeah, think, recently. Yeah, there was something. something already saying that they were working on a map idea that was actually going to be... Um, like fully uh, sort of real world accurate as opposed to the um, you know themed but abstracted 
maps that we we basically have now um so but but yeah as we, as we said at the time I, I distinctly remember you saying that you know uh planet earth was was not you know designed with the balance for fighting naval battles uh, in mind so uh, yeah. yeah we'll we'll see how far that goes but it would be interesting to have at least one sort of fully th- this is how this area actually looked that had a naval battle fault in it kind of thing well i mean that's what perhaps be so great for an operation right you could replay a historical yeah, battle it'd be a lot easier for that i mean um i think cherry blossom i, I don't know how accurate it was but it was it was based on an actual um operation within uh uh was it in the philippines new guinea i can't remember somewhere it was it was around that area of the pacific it was based on an operation in in a bay and uh they sort of took their cues from that but i don't know if it was like you know this is what this bay looks like but yeah operations absolutely you know we even had i mean i suppose the other example would be dunkirk where it was this quite shrunk down version of the the english channel yeah well we'll see they they definitely have decided to start experimenting with it if if any historical map makes it into random battles remains to be seen Indeed. Uh, and then our last question: Are there any map themes or biomes that have never been used during uh, due to technical limitations? And they basically say no. <laughs> um, which I'm struggling to think of, like, what what would how would you struggle with with something like that that wasn't going to completely impact gameplay, like you know, massively rough seas or something like that. I mean, if it's Which, just they probably text, could even do that. Yeah, you obviously have no limitations. You can paint paint your map any way you want. I feel more like that. The question would be: Have there ever? Uh, has there ever been an idea for like maybe a weather or, or some mechanic that they couldn't implement, for like a proper storm or or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's. Like this, I think there's there's stuff that that maybe would have would not work for gameplay reasons, but like I'm struggling to think like technical. Like there might be stuff that would would dump your frame rate. Uh, like if they they had a map with like really heavy fog that was the limiting factor, for example, or like continuous blizzard, or um, like even even the cyclone. You know, it just kind of reduces the the visibility, and you get some rain mm-hmm. effects, but it's not particularly heavy. I mean, so I guess you could kind of consider them technical limitations, but it doesn't mean they're impossible. It just means they would tank your frame rate. I mean, I think they said a few years back that they couldn't do really rough sea because their water was just like a flat surface, even though it didn't look otherwise. But mm-hmm. for gameplay terms, it was a flat surface, so it couldn't like trust the ship around too much. Not sure how. I mean, currently ships obviously go up and down in the waves a bit so they have mm-hmm. done a lot with the water but i remember that years back they said there was a technical limitation with how the water is right when it came to rough seas i feel like maybe it's about something like this i mean the 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 newer implementation of of water has almost certainly been since then even before yeah. the the bobbing ships i think they changed the the water rendering a little while ago um but you know that then you have like even even with the bobbing up and down it doesn't affect your aim and the, the one game i have played where um 
playing in rough weather actually does affect things is uh, naval action, which again I haven't played in a while, um, but uh, quite a while at this point. Um, but you know, if you if if you're playing that in the open world and you say sail into an area where it's it's stormy, uh, it it has actual quite severe negative gameplay effects. So if you have too much sail up, for example, you can end up damaging your sails. I'm pretty sure. Or, um, you know, if you're trying to aim at people and you're kind of madly going up and down on the ocean, you know, it's really, really hard. So, uh, yeah, it, it, that, that's the kind of thing that would be, um, it, it would be, you know, it's not that it would be visually nice in games, you have these massive storm waves going on, but uh, it's, not, it's not very likely. Like the one, the one implementation out of any of the World of Games where there's there's been kind of severe weather effects was actually the console version of World of Tanks. There was a couple of special oh. maps. Where, um, the uh, one was a sandstorm, and the other was like a tropical mm-hmm. cyclone kind of thing. I've actually got um, a, a video um, on my channel from ages back. Somebody had recorded off their console and basically sent me the video file, and I I was able to do a commentary over it, and. Um, like visually, it looked all right, but um, it, it was probably taxing the the limits of the hardware in terms of displaying the displaying everything. And it, it was it was a rare thing in World of Tanks of of having a condition that actually affected view range, which mm-hmm. otherwise just isn't a thing in World of Tanks. So I mean, yeah, there there is a lot that could be done with weather effects. And generally environmental effects that could also spice up the game in a way, right? Because uh, it, I think it's it's sometimes nice if something breaks up the the stale gameplay yeah. that, that you have with some maps. If just uh, if it's just like a storm that goes in that allows you to to move a little bit further or cover or whatever, right? It it can make a nice difference and it could obviously more with that or as we've talked earlier with, with like the weather as you mentioned you could start in the dark in the map and it could get brighter as as the battle goes on or things like that mm-hmm. i mean i think i think the the kind of the, the the roving um weather zones that you get on some maps are partially historically uh, uh inspired there was some engagement and i can't remember what it was now but it was a group of american battleships equipped with radar were basically able to sort of hide within or behind a storm front and the japanese forces basically weren't able to see them but the american battleships could range find using their radar and so they had this kind of mobile front where their radar was able to pick out the enemy targets and they could basically fire with impunity and and, you know the japanese Mm -hmm. relying on their optics couldn't see them back sort of thing so we kind of have that in game, which is a nice feature, but even having um, sort of more cosmetic, like like passing through rain squalls or, or whatever, that mm. don't, don't actually have an effect on gameplay necessarily. But you know, just break up the weather a bit, or like you know, drifting fog banks, or I, I don't know. There, there is still stuff that you could have in the game. And they, they have started to add a, a few more dynamic elements to maps, like the volcanoes erupting, but those are more kind of purely visual. But, you know, you, you could yeah. have some purely visual weather effects is, I guess, what True. I'm saying. They don't necessarily have to affect gameplay. Just yeah, break things up a bit. I wouldn't mind if there is something just rain without any other effect, but, you know, yeah, just, just a bit of rain. Because there are, there are some maps you start off and it's like you actually start the map and there's like a bit of a rain effect going on and then it just yeah. kind of goes away. It'd be interesting if that would then sort of appear at different times throughout the map. 
or in different places on the map. And, you know, it just kind of looks a bit different. Looks a bit nice. Yeah. B- bit of a rainbow in the background appears, maybe. Uh, def- definitely. I or, it, or it starts snowing and your crewmen come out on the deck and build a little snowman. <laughs> I mean, they've already added that on snowy maps, there's yeah, no true. snow on your there's deck. There's snow texture now, yeah. But that's a nice touch. Obviously, they could uh, do it that you don't start with that, but during the battle it starts snowing and then the snow accumulates on your ship yeah, and things like that. Yeah, it accumulates a bit, yeah. It would be even... I mean, this is probably completely fanciful thinking, but the... Um, the iced up uh, perma camos for Edinburgh mm-hmm. and Sharnhorst. You know, it would be interesting if, if on some maps you had like ice accumulation as you were going. You know, sort oh, of by yeah. if you survive to the end of the game, you've got like ice accumulating on all the railings and like icicles hanging down from various surfaces, sort of thing. Which I don't know. Like that, that would probably be way too intensive in terms of like you'd have to model zones on individual ships where that stuff would appear, sort of thing. So, probably will never happen beyond having specific perma camos like the Edinburgh and the Sharnhorst, but you know, that'd still be kind of cool. It's just, it's a bit silly when you take those really icy perma camos and they're on a sunny tropical map and you're like, well, why isn't it (laughs) melting? It's okay, I'm taking a tropical camo into it's ruined. You can't have your Atlanta beach in a snow map, then you actually have snow on the sand. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. It would be nice. Maybe yeah. some sometime further down the line, you know, we'll get some sort of more cosmetic things added just to pretty the game up a bit. Which, you know, to be fair, the 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 game has come on a fairly long way since it uh, even even went into beta. It's still it, it's like it's always been an okay looking game and it's it's just got steadily nicer over time so you know oh yeah but it must be said at least once an episode art department saves the day it Definitely. must be said can't not say it they they are doing a great job and so, i have um, to say the game looks pretty beautiful these days um the uh well, the questions kind of end there, so I don't know. We can have a quick check of, like, you know, somehow there's been a a blog magically I mean, appearing. Yeah, technically two dev blogs. One is changes okay. to test ships that nobody cares, and then there are details about the, the maps. In Basically, they say the maps for Clan Battle Season 18. So if anybody okay. is into Clan Battles, you can check which maps are going to be in the next season. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing anything dramatic on those those changes either. Some Buster Delana, some minor nerfs to other things. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, we may or may not take those in next week, but you know, it's it's the kind of we thing see. we can gloss over normally. So yeah. So um, I don't think there's yeah there isn't really much else to to talk about. I mean there there is an event that's just started today, the summer days thing, armory event. Whole new token, of course, just for this event. I don't think it's new actually. We've had this this event and this token before, but um, you know various bundles of various things, and of course you can spend doubloons on things. Um, that summer usable camos coming back distant voyages containers so you know you can you can go check that out yourself i don't think there's anything particularly 
interesting in that. Are those um, voyage containers like the camo containers again, where you have a chance to get a perma camo for a ship that you probably don't own? Ah, uh, I don't actually know. Does it say? <laughs> when I logged into my NA account, I had a bunch of those. Um, uh, uh, the I forget what we call them, but you know, the premium token or whatever you want to call it for your for your ship. Uh, the economic bonus uh, bonus mm-hmm. package. That's what they're calling it. Uh, I had a bunch of those pop up for ships that I don't actually have on NA, and I think it must have been from getting camos from uh, on my NA thing from the you know from previous events like. You know, getting distant voyages containers. So, um, does it actually say what is in a distant voyages container? Yeah, I, I've I've got it here. Uh, there is, uh, containers. Yes, it does. So, there is a a fourteen point five percent chance to get a permanent camouflage, seven point five percent for a special camouflage, and a half percent for rare, and two point five percent for unique. Um. Wow, those 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 rare ones. Those are that was an event camo from ages ago. That was like one of the first event camos they did. I've still got a bunch of those on on various like Fuso and other ships. But it's very similar to one of the um, the uh, consumable camos. But you so, know, I, yeah, it's it's entirely possible that you might get a ship. Um, uh, oh, there's a bunch of other ones as well: snowy New Year's, three crowns, winter. You know, okay. uh, they 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 also state here. All camouflage only change the exterior ship and don't provide any economic or combat bonuses. So basically, they have brought back the containers from last year, but nerfed them this year by taking away the combat bonus. <laughs> yeah, you would think that it would be like, okay, you get the, like, if, especially if they're the same price, which I don't know if they are any cheaper, 750 what were they that last time? A thousand? I, I honestly can't I remember. Don't know. But, um, yeah, so, you know, they're gamble boxes. And they're actually a bit worse in value, potentially, because you're just getting the perma-camo. Keep in mind, if it's the first perma-camo that you're getting for a ship, it's actually relatively cheap. Although you might get some perma-camos in here that you... Some of them, some of these are ones that you don't necessarily, like, you're not going to necessarily get any other way like i'm actually just scrolling down there's a bunch of these which are um like the preview event camos water world um yeah uh like some some of the like the iron cross ones for instance with the 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 german battleship kind of preview camos uh victorian white french navy ones with the ribbons um so yeah there's a bunch of these but there's also some kind of like event ones like the winter ones and the Waterworld and anniversary camos. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's quite a list here. It would be nice if it said, hey, you're going to get, like, you're guaranteed to get a camo for, like, if you have one of these ships, you'll, like, that, that'll be the pool it pulls from of the ships that you actually own. But, you know, I don't feel that is. So, gamble boxes, more gamble boxes. Yeah, there's actually been some some news in the UK. Um, there was a report from uh, it was a parliamentary committee, I believe, saying, "Hey, we should probably regulate these." And the government was just like, "Yeah, nah, it's fine. <laughs> Industry self regulation is perfectly fine and definitely won't be abused." Uh, so even though the report was like, "Hey, these things are problematic," they they specifically target individuals uh-huh. who. Uh, you know, have actual issues with gambling, um, 
that you know a lot, a lot of whales are not necessarily people that can actually afford stuff it's just they have issues with gambling and companies are perfectly happy to exploit them uh which is is kind of a bit disgusting in of itself um and the uk government the current government which in like, we don't often bring politics in but man if you've been watching the shenanigans of the uk government recently and the current leadership race i mean it's a race to the bottom it really is uh, so, so it's kind of not surprising that this government just kind of shrugged and went, "Yeah, it's fine. We'll let we'll let the the company themselves, the companies themselves, handle it. We'll 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 let we'll let the the foxes regulate the chicken coops. It'll be fine." So, yeah, uh, sadly, sadly, like the the UK, I think if the UK had moved on that. That might have been a fairly major thing, but. Uh, and as I think we've talked about previously, it'll, it'll take like some kind of EU-wide move, which now does not include the uh, the UK, uh, before companies like Wargaming start to um, pull their socks up a bit, as it were. Definitely. Uh, even um, though we can now look at these things and see the percentages, which is absolutely a step forwards from previously, uh, it's still they're still gamble boxes at the end of the day, even if you can now just see the specific odds and how low they are. An important thing that Darth Michael mentioned that, like, if you open those random gamble boxes and you get a permanent camel for a ship, keep in mind that the, right now the first permanent visual is discounted that you get for a ship, right? If you were to open this gamble box and you get a visual for a ship that you don't like, like you don't yes. like the visual, if you were then to buy the visual that you do like, you'd have to pay more for it. So that yes, box so can you actually could... screw you. Yes, you, you might you might end up like instead of a, a camo costing uh, getting the one that costs two hundred, you actually kind of like look the like of you. You spend seven hundred and fifty, get one that you don't like the look of, and then you go and look at this ship and go, oh, that that other camo is quite nice, and I now and now I have to pay two thousand doubloons. I absolutely still think they should. I like the fact that the the first one is low is nice, but the rest of them should be lower as well, even yes. if they're still a little bit higher. That should still be half price or lower kind of thing. So, yeah, I absolutely do not agree with the way Wargaming did that. Anyway, so I, I think that's the only other sort of event in the last week, really. There's been other various articles like how to play torpedo destroyers and dry dock yeah. on the Heisen and other things. Um, they've been really pushing the community discord. I think there's there's some kind of set of missions you get for joining the community discord for example um but yeah otherwise it's been sort of relatively quiet this week uh, and, and so, no my name was it involved so no they those camos don't include the economic bonuses you only get no, the wishers so you only purely get the, the camo yeah it's purely the camo Last last year you got the economic bonus too, right? For those containers, but this year they have the same containers, just worse. <laughs> I'm actually kind of tempted yeah. to to look up. Uh, can we search the? I mean, they might have been cheaper last year. I don't know. Yeah. I'm probably more likely to find it on some third party. Um, Maybe. Uh, let's see if I can find out what they were doing last year. The site will load. 
Right. Uh, 0.97 summer event 2021. Uh, and that does not have any prices. <laughs> That's not very useful. So they might have reduced price or not, but you definitely don't get the economic bonus this time. You only get the wishes. So, and if, if you already have, uh, if you get the visuals that you don't like on a ship, then the next visual will be more expensive so you can screw yourself. And you, obviously you can get camels for ships you don't have. So, so if, if you like, this is one of the worst possible crates you could ever spend money on. It's not impressive, really. I mean, it's, it's there as, you know. Let's of course, yeah, so some camels cannot be bought directly. So yes, this is the only chance of getting some camels I mean, that are otherwise that, not available. But That's meant to be the hook, are, though, of yeah. uh, the fact that that is then, you know, gamble boxes with actually quite a wide range of things um, is a bit, I, I, I won't say cheeky. Cheeky is underselling it a bit. It's scummy. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to find a thing that has actual prices. Which, uh, again, this article does not. Which is kind of annoying. Which is also very convenient for them if you're trying to compare what the prices were versus what the prices are. Oh, well, I guess, I guess we'll wrap things up then rather than be... Yeah. You, you trying to desperately fill time while I desperately try and search for prices. <laughs> So, in that case, I think that's it from us this week. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll be back next week with the next podcast. And have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.